Did you walk to school or bring your lunch? Both. You did both, Phil? Is that, am I allowed to? No. Okay, then I walked to school. guest is my co-host on the show and that is adam lord saunders adam how are you i'm just so good man glad to be here glad to be recording glad that we're doing this right now would you mind telling our listening audience where here is and what are we doing well the location is my hometown of austin texas right right the sublocation is the gravity beard real world house party that's right we're doing gravity beard real world right now Mm-hmm. The, the saga continues. And so it's just a, a continuation of a string of episodes where you and I are getting to record in the same place, which in the past we haven't gotten to do very often. No, it's usually one and done or something like that. We don't get that whole multimedia experience like we're getting this. That's time. right. But plus now you you live here, right. as you mentioned. Right. And so this is going to happen a lot more in the future. Yeah, I've seen you now more than ever. Right. Well, and, and not necessarily real world. We no. don't know if we're going to do this again. This might be a one-shot deal, something really special that we've done. Pretty positive it's a one-time deal. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, it's not just you and I. No. We're joined by someone else. That's right. This person was on our last staff meeting last week that we had. Yeah. And uh, he's also going to join us in another future episode. Yes. But he's with us today as well. Yeah. And that is former podcaster, the, the creator and performer from My Think Beat Your Thing. One of my favorite podcasts that's no longer around. It's Phil Kirstner. Yay. Yay. Applause cues. Hey, Phil. Hello. So good to see you, man. So good to be here in my actual hometown. <laughs> that's true. You're an OG. <laughs> yeah. You're an OG. I actually canceled my uh, Walk of Fame star handprint thing to be here. So. <laughs> did, you, did you really? You're welcome. Well, I feel like that was kind of the natural choice, though. Well, the thing that people don't know is that you have to pay to get there. They don't award it to you. Interesting. I didn't know that. Anyone who's ever been there paid for it. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. Sorry to break the Hollywood magic Well, that makes sense. Like, if you win a Grammy Award, you have to pay for your trophy. Otherwise, you get a letter in the mail. (laughs) Like, you don't get a trophy. Or, like, if you ever go platinum and, like, you see, like, all these records, that's... Like, that's usually paid for by you. That's true. If you don't have the record label to pay for it. I didn't know that. But getting slimed at Nickelodeon? Free. Free. Free, (laughs) Free, baby. Free. But, Phil, you're a native of Austin. I am. Born, raised, I'll never leave. It's a unicorn, though. What? Liz and I, we've made it our mission to find anyone from Austin. It's like a native Californian. That's right. Yeah. There's yeah. Oh, there's a ton it. of them here. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Austin saying. <laughs> don't move here. <laughs> Just seriously, don't. But Phil, I wanted to thank you for making time. You've, you've been with us uh, most of the day. We've done some really fun stuff, and we appreciate you being here. Of course. Always happy to go to restaurants. It's <laughs> <laughs> one Good thing point. everyone knows about me. That's right. <laughs> Phil, restaurant-loving. That's true. <laughs> well, here's what we're doing today is we put a message out in our Facebook group, the Gravity Beard Interns, and asked for questions because we wanted to offer the opportunity to do an AMA and ask me anything. And uh, we all, so, so this is our AMA mailbag episode. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of questions, and we're going to go through these as many as we can. 
You guys ready to get started? Ready. Let's All right. do this. So our, our first, the first couple of questions, first few questions came from our friend Saul, Saul Grinberg. Classic Saul. We love Saul. Who was also of the Adam Moves to Austin fame. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. He was in the episode. We did, we did a whole episode chronicling uh, Adam's move from Miami to Austin. That's right. It was fun. Yeah. Mm. It was fun. It, and, ended, it culminated in a humongous surprise. Mm-hmm. So, so I, ca- I called Adam. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> yeah. You can't just say that and not follow up on <laughs> it. Phil has a very inquisitive look on his face. So Phil, um, as he was driving, I called him periodically and I recorded the phone calls to track his progress. But what I didn't tell him is after the last call, I packed up my equipment, got in the car and drove to Austin with the intention of meeting him here and surprising him when he arrived. And I showed up at what was an Airbnb. He was staying there when he first got into town. I showed up at his Airbnb literally, I think, seven minutes before he pulled up. So I got there from Dallas. He got there from Miami within a, just a few minutes. Wow, and I was, you drive real slow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he had no idea I was coming. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. let's listen to that episode now. <laughs> and here it is, folks. <laughs> but, but the reason we're doing a, an AMA or a mailbag is because we thought that this would be a, a great framework to build on where we just kind of get to meet the, the guests and the people staying in the house. Yeah. So that's what we're doing here. Yeah. All right. So from Saul, question number one, are you guys for or against the Oxford comma? Start with our guest. For. I'm indifferent. That wasn't an option, but I'm indifferent to the Oxford comma. I am indifferent, but if I had to choose, I would choose four. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm feeling peer pressured into saying four, so I'm also four. So that's unanimous yes, for the Oxford comma. pressure yeah, in your face. It was me, you, comma, and Adam. <laughs> <laughs> that was expertly done. <laughs> uh, next question. It says, and a question specifically for Adam Saunders. Mm. That's you, by the Should way. Should I that's leave? Or? Yeah. Um, if you don't mind. What's an appropriate smoked brisket to old-fashioned ratio, pounds to ounces for optimal enjoyment? So you should know that Adam's favorite drink is an old-fashioned, and he also very much enjoys smoked brisket. So, Adam. I do. It just I, seems weird that the question is specifically for you when you're from Miami, and Texas does brisket, but the question's not for me. Well, I think that it's it's important because when Saul also surprised me out of nowhere, I landed in Austin and as I'm getting off my plane somebody grabs me around the neck and I was like what is happening here and it was Saul he came to surprise me so that weekend that he was here we did our best Texas style smoked brisket mm. and I used the Franklin recipe of course and method mm. and, and thank was, you for saying Franklin and not Franklin's of course unless you were talking about his specifically you got me see so the appropriate amount is you definitely want to get a 12 pound cut of meat that will render down to six that takes about nine hours but you really want to have about two old fashions per hour during that time Um, so you know basically 16 ounces of well, not 16 ounces, but about, you know, four to eight ounces of uh, bourbon per hour to every pound. But this is in preparation of the brisket or eating it? I think he's, is he not talking about consuming the brisket? Well, I figured it was... Part of brisket it, is making the brisket. Right. That's it's the, the whole day affair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's so fair. You, and I have a new Traeger pellet grill, so... Oh, right. That's true. Okay. Yeah, which is only allowable in Austin. Otherwise, you got to be... If you're anywhere else in Texas, you got to have real logs and mesquite. I thought you had the big green egg. No, but you know, my friend's grandfather invented that. 
Oh, Jonathan Greenegg. Jonathan Greenegg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, senior. I that, know. Is a, well. that is a weird fun fact that I didn't know about Adam <laughs> until just now. <laughs> that his friend's grandfather invented the green egg. Yeah. Okay, well, we've got to yeah. move on. So what's your answer? Okay, 12-pound brisket raw, four to eight ounces of bourbon per hour throughout the process is the optimal enjoyment. Okay, there you go. All right, Saul's next question in one sentence. How would you sum up the internet? Adam. Intense. So you boiled it down to a word. You didn't even take a full sentence. Yeah. Okay, very good. Phil? I'm going to actually do a whole sentence. My sentence is, I would summarize the internet in one sentence by saying it's intense. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have an answer on your own? Um... I would say the internet is the best and worst thing to ever happen to humanity. Yeah. Wow. You know what's funny is my answer is going to be very, very similar. (laughs) Glad I went first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Now there's no doubt. My my answer in my head before you said that started with the best and worst. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to go with the standard stock answer that you guys were going to give. (laughs) So I went with the first word I thought of. (laughs) I'm going to go. And my answer is jelly beans. Okay. Next question. No, the internet is all of the things on your computer. Mm Mm-hmm. It's all. It's all the things. So you went with just a like a, a scientific answer. Yeah. It's. Let's be honest. It's just the collection of data moving back and forth. Yeah. It's just. It's all of the things out in the virtual world. Yeah. It's, I think my actual answer is it's one of my favorite places that I should spend less time in. God, that's that's so mm-hmm. true. That's a good point. It's good getting in the way of great. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a good option getting in the way of the best option of how to spend your time. That's probably what the internet is right there. That's true. Okay, we got down to it. Wow. That makes me retroactively feel bad about my life. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think it might be the right answer, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Saul's final question. What sport would be the funniest to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to? I'll start with this. I was going to say it's got to be one of the primary sports, but I won't do that. I won't limit it. I don't think there's one. I think you add, you add a mandatory amount of alcohol to any sport. It, yeah. it, it makes it really funny. I think if you had something like polo or race car driving or motorcycle driving, anything that involves drinking and driving. Oh, yeah. Or American football. Drinking and driving so good. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Don't have to. <laughs> Rest in peace, Dad. Uh. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. So what? Is, what is your answer? Is that your answer? Yeah, like polo, because that would be hilarious. So, so you're saying on. something involving a vehicle or something you're riding or on? Yeah, because Wait. think about like a person riding a horse. Is the horse drinking? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Okay, now I'm switching to his yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Did you say or American football? Yeah, all those driving sports, including polo and American football. Okay. Because think about how much people would be so sick on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Phil, what Phil, what's your answer? Discus. Good one. What? Explain. You have a frisbee, you spin around six times, and then you try and throw it as far as you can, but with a ton of alcohol in you. Okay. All right. I think maybe maybe soccer. Boring. Yeah. People are already drunk drinking doing soccer. Indoor mm-hmm. soccer? Smaller space? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think when you have somebody trying to do something at a high level and you add a mandatory amount of alcohol, that just makes it funnier. So there's not a wrong answer here. What about competitive lawn darts? <laughs> Pretty good. You, don't think you, about you, that. you win again. <laughs> okay. 
I'm, I'm going to move on because Adam keeps dominating me at this question. <laughs> All right. Jumping ahead to some questions from our good friend, Luke. First one. How many natural lights have you drank in one sitting? Zero. One. I've never had natty lights. So my answer is also zero. I want to know what his answer to this question is. Oh, Anyone yeah. who asks this, it's like 25. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the over and under is 25. We need to sell this bet. Luke, uh, call the hotline and let us know how many natty lights you've had at one sitting. Next question. Have you ever drank your own urine or someone else's for that matter? No, no. but I know someone who has. Ooh. Under what circumstance? It was a hilarious incident where my brother, we were doing a performance and he had to... Um, go to the bathroom, but he was about to go on stage, so he found a can or a cup or something. I think sure. it was a cup. And then I he, see where and this so is going. So he relieved himself, right? right. So then he goes on stage. He comes back off stage just in time to see somebody like reach for the glass, not really paying attention, and take like a whole. Spin. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, he pulled back because he knew that if he was saw, like if he was seen, that they would know that it was his. Sure. So he just, he's like, I just looked at that that guy and I felt so bad because what he went through after that was not <laughs> was yeah. not good. So no for me. Yes. For someone else. Phil. Uh, I've, I've never, I mean, I've obviously, I think like most of us, I've been covered in it, but I've never <laughs> drank it. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause that would be gross. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been covered in it or drank myself or someone else's urine. Okay. Next question. What is the best onesie to wear if it's cold outside? Christmas onesie. No okay. question. Uh, uh, real fur. <laughs> From which animal? Doesn't matter. <laughs> really? Doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. Chinchilla, cow, chicken, whatever. Rodent? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you say that like that might be your preference. Hey, a, a chinchilla is a rodent, and they are very soft. Okay. I'll go with Tauntaun. And delicious. Oh, wow. Great answer. But a, but a real this, the skin and fur of a tauntaun is right. what you're saying, right? Because you can right, yeah. yeah but a tauntaun's <laughs> only lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> but they will keep you warm <laughs> if you don't find yourself in a hostile climate. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I last Christmas I got a a, a a onesie that looks like a Dallas Stars uniform. Oh, I thought you were going to say Dallas Stars cheerleader uniform. No. That would have I was been not going to say that, but it comes with a hood, and it, I mean, it's pretty fantastic. I also have a Spider-Man onesie because he's my favorite superhero. Right. Both yeah. of those are great. That makes sense. But I, I mean, I don't argue with Christmas onesie. That's a great choice as well. Yeah. Okay, next question. What exactly would you eat containing a cookie form? So I think he's saying, as long as it's a cookie, what ingredients or tastes would you find acceptable in a cookie? Right. So, like, his example was a candied sun-dried tomato molasses cookie. Yeah. I mean, I don't care that it's in the form of a cookie. If it's disgusting ingredients, I'm not going to eat it. Yeah, the thing about cookies is it's tough because is this... Is it these ingredients mixed with flour and sugar and made into a cookie? Or is it, like, an Oreo-style sun-dried tomato cream? Or is it just simply the shape of a cookie? Right. Is it just molasses and sun-dried tomato in a circle? <laughs> right. Let, let's let's just say that it's got your preferred texture consistency of a cookie. Okay. But it's, but it's got some strange ingredients. I would try anything, to be honest. I like trying new foods, Same. whether it's going to be good or not. I just like the idea of trying it. So I would probably, with the exception of like duty... 
<laughs> jury duty. I get you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Having to eat a cookie at jury duty. Although you're eating a cookie, so that's the silver lining. But uh, yeah, you don't have to go to work. Yeah, that's true too. And you've got cookies. Yeah. Adam, do you have an answer for this? Yeah, I, I, um, it, what would exactly what I eat? Well, I mean, I'd go with your your classic crab cake. But I'm with you. Anything that was like presentable with good ingredients, I think, in cookie form, could be great. Crab cake cookie. Crab cake cookie. Steak cookie. It's not bad. I like a good meaty cookie. <laughs> right. Something hearty to yeah. Yeah, wake you up in the morning. Something I can dip in a jus. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would never pass on a good au jus. <laughs> Phil, I think... You're right. Idiots. I think I'm with you. I would take at least a small bite of just about anything that wasn't toxic to me. Just uh-huh. to see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. Why should socks match? Because it would drive you crazy if they don't. It would drive me crazy if they don't. Okay, so do we mean match in like size or design or? I think I think uh, like like uh, whether it's like a knee high or like an anklet or a, a hidden sock, like you can't have one. So like an athletic sock and a dress sock. Correct. But it's okay to wear a red sock and a yellow sock. No, not unless you're going for that look. So you're saying they have to ma- for you? It'd make you crazy if it didn't com- if a, com- a correct matching pair in all f- in all ways. Right, I want it to match correctly. Okay. I think, I don't know that a, I think I need it to be the same type of sock, but I don't care what it looks like. I'll literally, I mean, I'll go to work dressed in, I'm not saying I do this, but if I came across two socks that were at least similar, I don't care what they look like, I'm putting them on. That sounds like you. I don't care. Hmm. It's all about function. But, but like, I don't think my mind could get around like wearing an, an ankle athletic sock with a dress sock. I think that would... I'd have a problem with that. I feel like I would forget how to walk. <laughs> like just something about them being so different. I would yeah. just, it would feel like I was doing it wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah. You try to run with one leg. Yeah. And <laughs> just going in circles. Yeah. <laughs> but then walk like in dress shoes with the other leg. Yeah, right. Or the yeah. penny loafers. Yeah. It matters. So, so what's, what's your them. answer, Phil? Uh, I have a, a ton of socks. Um, I like to buy all That's kinds a humble of, brag. And you're wearing great socks. Yeah, it's kind of virtue signaling, if you ask me. Yeah, well, you know, I need you guys to know where we stand. <laughs> um, and then after the laundry, you got to, like, do that where you tuck them right. into each sure. other thing. Right. Sure. How can you do that if you're m- mixing up socks? I agree with that. But yeah, because you have hamburger socks on right now. Mm-hmm. You can't have hamburgers in, like, pizza socks. Right. That would be insane. So, yeah. you, so you're with Adam. You want them to be an exact matching pair. Yeah, I think they should be. Wow. I mean, I don't... I feel like the way you answer the sock question is the way you are in relationships. You know, <laughs> I feel like you match two people together. They stay together. If you're all willy nilly and matching from other pairs, that's fine. Yeah. It's just okay. not for you're me. You're just at the buffet, not the dining for two. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes okay. you got to take a dip in that chocolate fondue. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with fondue. my answer. I'm going to stick with my answer and say that if, if they're similar socks... <laughs> as long as it's close enough. <laughs> well, I mean, you, know, you know what I mean? If they're, if they're the same in, in the shape and size and whatever, but they just have yeah. different designs on them, right. I, don't, I don't care what they look like. Right. And then I'll, I'll, I'll give a bonus answer. From a parent's perspective, dealing with their children, we have a rule in our house that two socks is a pair. Any two socks is a pair. <laughs> if you could find two socks, you put them on your child's feet and you go out the door. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's how it works when you're a parent. Okay, next question. This is still from Luke. Is Skittles a game or a candy? Candy. Is that a game or a candy? It's a can- as far as I'm aware, it's a, it's candy. a candy. Okay, so I answered, I responded in the thread, none of the above. Skittles is a wrapper. 
Are you guys are you guys aware of Skittles the rapper? Mm-mm. Okay, well this is where I'm gonna pause and I'm gonna treat you guys to a little surprise. Are we allowed to play this? And I'm gonna prove to you that Skittles is not a candy never or a game. It's actually a rapper. In stereo. Just uh, stop stop me when you disagree. Pray that one day the lost will be found and they will be brought to you so you can forgive them huh? for their sins. I pray that one day I can come before your eyes it's and hot. see what lies ahead mm. because I pray mm. that one day what? no one will be lost because Jesus yeah. paid the cost for all of us to live and we need to give them praise. I pray that one day all hands will be raised and no one will be left out because I pray that one day the truth will be told and everyone will hold a key to your gate to your kingdom, O Lord. Every night. Every day, I will pray, and I will pray. How does he do this so well? Will it's like come, Freedom will reign every night, every day. I will pray that the lost will be saved, and the saved will sing every night, every day. One day freedom will reign and your kingdom will be filled because Lord everyone needs you. I pray that one day we will lift our voices so high that the skies will. Sp- All right, there you go. Whoa, so whoa, ca- case, whoa. case closed. The fire. Case closed. I, I like that he didn't feel the pressure to rhyme <laughs> or or stay in tempo <laughs> or <laughs> or pitch or, or mix his yeah, music. So, so have, he, I, have I proved my case? Yeah. He did as well as someone who was trying to not wake up their mom in the next room could do. <laughs> Every night. <laughs> okay, so there. So there. So we, we know now that it's not. Skittles is a rapper. It's not a, uh, a candy or a game. It's a Skittles gonna, is actually a rapper. I'm going to need that audio. <laughs> <laughs> and if someone could walk me through how to make that my ringtone, I'd really appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to do it where it's your text tone. So if you text me one time, I get that whole jam. <laughs> <laughs> well, I left out the last minute. There's a whole other minute of that gold. So. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. So, okay, there you go. Uh, Luke, there's the answer to your Skittles-related question. A couple more from, from Luke. Which of the three was most potent, the most potent ingredient, Funky, Cole, or Medina? Funky, obviously. Phil? Oh, Funky. Yeah, same. It's got to be Funky, right? Because yeah. you can have Cole and Medina, but... I mean, that's fine, but... That's just regular Cole Medina. Yeah, but then you bring along Funky and it takes it to another level. The adjective. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, uh, last question from Luke. Zoe Deschanel or Natalie Portman? Mm, Taylor Swift. <laughs> In- incorrect. <laughs> I find both of them... I'm sure they're both very nice, but I also find them insufferable. Interesting. Okay. What is insufferable I actually, I thought about you Natalie would have an Portman. answer. The, what's... If I said, tell me a good Natalie Portman movie, but you can't say Black Swan, and I'm looking right at you, I can tell you got V for Vendetta ready to go, so I'm going to cross that off the list also. <laughs> Why is that one crossed off? <laughs> wow! <laughs> it just read you like a book. I was going to say she was in Star Wars, too. but Was it good? Well, the movie wasn't, but she was. What about Garden State? What about Garden State? That was good. Wasn't it wacky when his shirt matched the wall? (laughs) 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 Wait, wait, but are we talking about Natalie herself? Or like, because I thought she did. I mean, I think she does well. What about the assassin? 
What about, that's right, the professional. Professional, yes, thank you. The professional. Oh, I was like, I'll pretend to know what you're talking about, but I don't. <laughs> Leon. Thank you. I, I don't know. <laughs> All right. She Phil was fine Phil, for a child in that movie. But Phil doesn't like uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah. I like her. If I had to pick between these two, I would pick her. And okay, if we, wait, and wait. if we have to, he'll now bag on Zoe Chanel. So we got that I will drop us. the hammer on this one. Natalie's rap from The Lonely Island. Did you I write? Did, did you write it? I don't think I saw that. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't. I don't for, have that ready, but I'm not going to surprise the, you with it. I yeah, I, I know. I don't. I can't just call them out. But like, every night, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Power back up. There so she I'll, is. I'll play that when we go when we go to to the next. Okay, location. So, so fine. So so your answer is Natalie Portman. I I think so. Phil's answer is neither. But if I had to choose between the two, gun to my head, and they didn't accept, just pull the trigger. Then I would pick Natalie Portman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can't die here. This is a threat. Uh, but. And and I'll allow this, but your write-in vote is Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Oh yeah. Swift? Oh, no. Is that really your write-in vote? I just there's something about I, a girl who has so much baggage that I'm just into it. That's fair. <laughs> like if you can no longer function normally in society, you are exactly my type. <laughs> but she did a really great version of Hysterio with Def Leppard, which was really good. Are you talking about Taylor Swift now? Yeah, she did a great, great wow. version of that. I've Thanks. heard every song she's ever made, so don't even. <laughs> I had no idea you were big into Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's really catching me off guard here. I, think, I don't know. I think she's uh, I think she's a very nice lady. She seems, she seems like she was already crazy, so it doesn't seem like fame made her crazy. She actually, I, I saw the, a few years ago, her interview on 60 Minutes. That gave me some good insight. I had a lot of respect for her after seeing that interview. So yeah. yeah. And she does yeah. nice things for people. Yeah. She shows up at her fans' bachelorette parties with gifts. Who else does that? That's a good point. Lady Gaga. Who hey. else that I care about? Me? I do that. Okay, so you and Taylor Swift are my two votes. <laughs> there you go. There you <laughs> go. the trigger was not an option. <laughs> <laughs> this is a veiled threat, but you have to choose. And we're actually going to go out on tour as Tofen Taylor, so that's coming up soon. Oh, the double T. Yeah. yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what was your answer? I don't know, because Natalie Portman seems kind of snobby to me. What? Just in her mm-hmm. in her educatedness, in her Ivy League, whatever. And then Zoe Deschanel can be like fun in small doses, but it's just kind of loopy. So yes, I think that would probably be so worrisome. I, I'm kind of with you. Like I'm like, ah, yeah. like I've seen performances by both of them that I was like, I really enjoyed that. But do I want to spend any time with them? No, probably not. I, I think again, they're both wonderful. I'm sure. I think if I had to choose one, it would be Natalie. I think that she seems more like easily authentic than. Oh, I don't think so. The, I would disagree on that. On that element, I would say Zoe Deschanel for I sure. I think Zoe Deschanel is more authentic because yeah. she's that dumb in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Man, learn a lot about a person by their female <laughs> acting choices. Here's my impression of Zoe Deschanel on a windy day. <laughs> that was a good 90s joke. I, I get that. I get that. Okay. Uh, thanks, Luke. Those were some good questions. Let's move on. Here's a couple from Elimination Paul Chomo from Varmints mm-hmm. in the Blazing Caribou Studios. What's one thing that will never fail to make you laugh until your sides hurt? Brooklyn Nine-Nine. To your sides hurt? Yeah. Like uncontrollably laugh? Yeah. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. 
That, that's that not a, a, that was a judgy like oh, all right no, mm-hmm. no no well i was just thinking because like I, no, no no let me explain because i i love their flyby jokes but like i'll laugh and then they're on to the next thing so i don't i don't have time to like completely lose it and roll on the floor and hold my sides but you should know that i hold on to jokes much longer than most people yeah that's true <laughs> phil what's uh and grudges by the way but phil what's your yeah. answer uh, appendicitis. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, man. I should have said appendicitis. <laughs> appendicitis makes you laugh until your sides hurt? No, no, no. The appendicitis makes your sides hurt, and then you laugh about it. <laughs> huh. I don't know where the laugh part comes in. What, what, do you gotta laugh to keep from crying. <laughs> <laughs> do you have another answer, though? Uh, I I grew up on anything Zucker Abrams. I don't know so, who that is. Okay. Uh, airplane, Top Secret, oh, Naked sure. Gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Those okay. Are, I've seen an airplane probably 25,000 times in my life, and I'll still laugh yeah. just as I always did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because they're good performances. Good performances, good writing, smart writing. Yeah. It's hard to be smart, dumb. Mm-hmm. Well, know that. and, I, and I th- yes. I, I'm probably wrong, but the, it, that was my first memory of a time when they cast a serious actor in a comedic role, when mm-hmm. they put Leslie Nielsen and Robert Stack in those films. I don't know if that's true. I mean, it certainly could have been done before, but that was a genius move to cast those guys. Well, even Lloyd Bridges, too. Oh, that's right. Mm. So, so they, they cast a, a group of serious actors for certain parts in that movie. And I, that, I mean, obviously, that, that was a, a really great movie. That's what made those guys funny. Yeah. They were like, just play this the way you would normally play it, right? Yeah. Uh, surrounded by chaos and right. hilarity. So that was really funny. Yeah. And then it completely changed their career. They never went back to serious. I know. That's what's so crazy about that. Thank God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. But I mean, also those guys were older even by then, so it, it might have even extended their career. Honestly, true too. In some of those cases, they really John Travolta them. <laughs> uh, I I would. That's a great answer. I agree with that. I, I think I, I would, but I would add. I like physical comedy, like really, really well Slapstick. executed. Mm, I, that's slightly different. So maybe not slapstick, but just really. Marx s- Brothers. There, there's a lot of things in comedy. Um, Carl and <laughs> <laughs> that that, and I think uh, physical comedy is one of them where ninety percent of it is really poorly done. But then when you see it well done, you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's so good. And 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 a really cheap extension of that is like a, a really good fail video on the on YouTube. So there's there's one called yeah. Streaker Fail, and it's a guy that's going streaking and he's running towards a tennis court. And it's got a clear plexiglass wall around it, and his buddy had closed the door, and the guy can't see it, and he runs full speed naked into the into the door <laughs> in the tennis court. And I could like Chelsea and I can watch that video over and over and over again, and yeah, laugh the same level at every time. Yeah, the streaker fail video on YouTube is unbelievable, but it, but I like physical comedy. I like yeah. really well executed physical comedy. Okay, next question: Which natural disaster frightens you the most? It can be. When you have or haven't experienced, I'm gonna go to the to the Floridian first. I mean, hurricanes. I know he said it can be anyone that I haven't. Like they don't, they don't frighten me because there's like that. You have time to plan. You always have a choice, right? Like, right. So you just be smart about it, and you'll be fine. Whether that means staying and preparing or evacuating, you have time. Um, I think the thing that kind of scares me the most would be like a, um, like a disaster that you like you can't escape, like the world like like what was it what was the movie where um like the, whatever like the Earth's crust had started to slip and so like the world just kind of sank into the ocean so like yeah. people were just like you know and and you're trying to run away and like i think that type of thing or like a, or like a inescapable volcano you know 
like maybe Pompeii. Like, you know, we're just where you, you're probably not going to know that the volcano was going on. And if it was, right. you know, I was going to say volcano. Yeah. Yeah. That would have, yeah. that would have been mine. The world is lava. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I find, cause they come, they do happen very suddenly. Right. A lot of other natural disasters. There's a lot of warning. Right. Except for tornadoes. Uh, but even tornadoes. I mean, I, I, it's like you grew up in hurricane country. I'm basically grew, you grew up in tornado country and right. there's plenty, not many people are, sh- are completely shocked. Like in five seconds, there's a tornado out front, <laughs> right? Like, like if you're it's watching getting dark outside, if you're watching mm. the weather and paying attention to animals and like, there's lots of indicators. So even that there's plenty of, uh, maybe an, indi- maybe a earthquake is a little more of a sneak attack, mm-hmm. but the volcano to me is like, that's, I mean, it's lava like covering yeah. a city like that. That terrifies me. Mount mm-hmm. St. Helens. Yeah. Pompeii. Phil? Subius. Uh I mean, I was born and raised, live in Austin. I don't, I have no concept of natural disasters. Yeah, I was going to say. We don't have them. So I'm equally terrified of all of them. Yeah, that's a fair answer. Like I was a gonna, gentle breeze. Yeah. That, yeah, because like, like in, in. Put the rock in it. That's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because in North Texas, we have almost none. We've had an occasional tornado. Just mm-hmm. north of us is Tornado Alley, Oklahoma, Kansas, you know, that Missouri. But we don't really have a lot either. But it, mm-hmm. But I'd say I'd say volcanoes. We don't even get snow here. <laughs> That's that half right. an inch of snow is a natural disaster if that happens in Austin. <laughs> yeah, rain shuts down uh-huh. our city. So yeah, school <laughs> snow day. Okay, just a couple more interns from Gravity Beard interns that have questions from Laura Thompson. She asked, "Which elimination poll riled you up the most?" Cheesecake poll. <laughs> was that an elimination poll? I think it was like the best dessert, wasn't it? No, I don't think that was an elimination poll. Is there is there a oh. an EP that? Riled you up the most? Mm. I was gonna say maybe maybe potatoes. Oh, I, oh well, potato. No, potato. That didn't rile me up the way it did other people. But I think like the movie poll. Oh, the comedy was the, yeah the bracket from yeah Paul, because Paul the the poll itself was genius. But I just feel like people voted yeah for a movie that was going to be voted for because you're supposed <laughs> to vote for this this that's true movie. <laughs> <laughs> the movie poll and then um, what was the other one I was thinking? There was of? one that was recent. It was like what. Cereal. I think cereal got people got pretty insane over cereal. No, uh, what was it? it was recently? Um, it ended up in like a dud. It was like this is what we ended up on. It was like in a cookies? sandwich. Oh, sandwich. Well, sandwich yeah. and cookies kind of ended similarly because we yeah. got we got grilled cheese and, and uh, chocolate chip. Yeah, of all the plethora of things, we ended up with a grilled cheese sandwich. Is like see, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that. I like grilled cheese. Reuben Snickerdoodle. <laughs> Snickerdoodle, right? Mm-hmm. I think Snicker. It might have come down to Snickerdoodle and. And chocolate chip cooking. Did it? Maybe. I don't no, remember. I think yeah, but Bonnie Chomo sure trolled the <laughs> crap out of him. Oh, my gosh. People. Paul Chomo's mother is a super troll in our group. Yeah, but in the that best tracks. way that possible. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. She I, I, I buy that. Usually troll is a terrible negative term to put on somebody. For for Bonnie, she's terrific. She's like delightful as a troll. Yeah, because like Paul and Luke were both like, these cookies are terrible and whatever. She's like, yeah, I'm going to read all your comments while eating a delicious chocolate chip but, cookie. But the thing about that was is that she went on for like a week and a half. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised she's still not trolling us over chocolate chip cookies. Yes. It was awesome. yes. She's the most delightful troll on the internet. Yeah. That's, there's that's not a even good close. Yeah. Uh, Tori had a question. His was, do you think dys- dyslexic zombies crave Brian's? Of course. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Watch out, Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life of Brian. Like yeah. I mean, death if, of yeah. Brian. If you're gonna if you're gonna be out in the world around zombies, just make sure they're not dyslexic. <laughs> right. Brian. Okay. We also got a bunch of questions from the Underdog Podcast community, so here's those. 
from Derek Graziano uh, from Rolling Misadventures and the admin, one of the admins for the Underdog Podcast community. That's right. He asked a podcast-related question, which is, what's your most and least favorite thing about podcasting? I know you've been out of the game for a while, Phil, but you probably have an answer to this. I do. Um, um, I, For me, I feel that if I'm not being creative, I'm going to explode. Um, and so the my most favorite thing was not exploding because when I stopped doing the podcast, I wrote a book, I did the album. I did, I just, I couldn't stop doing things. And so it's nice to be back. I'm enjoying it. But, Mm -hmm. um, that for me, that's probably the most is just, there's a certain, that's like self care to me in the way that some people go to a spa. I need to tell a joke. Um, my least favorite is probably just the, the boring behind the scenes stuff. Like editing and hosting and uploading and yeah, all that stuff I didn't have any interest in. I, I, I enjoyed being in the community more, tweeting with people and guest right. starring on stuff. Sure, yeah. Adam, favorite things are definitely um, the 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 act of it, being guest, being a co-host, you know, telling jokes and sitting around and doing this kind of thing, and the community overall. You right. know, having this whole community of like really cool people that are brilliant. Um, and the friendships that come from that. So that's like my favorite thing. My least favorite thing is the fact that I don't have more time for it. And, you know, I would love to be able to be a full-time podcaster. And the fact that I'm not yeah. is lame. I think my favorite thing about it is uh, def- definitely the community. That's probably 1B because the community is, a, is really special, actually. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a really terrific group of people. But my favorite thing about it is that I, I set out to get into podcasting because I discovered that I needed a creative outlet. And it has it has very successfully served that purpose. And, and so, like, kind of what you're saying, like, I needed to be creative, and it's it scratched that itch as long as I've been in it. The, my least favorite thing about it, I have a one B also. My one B is is the amount, just the sheer amount of time it takes. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the production of it actually. I like editing and creating, yeah. doing that part of it. Um, but just the the volume of time that it takes, like podcasting, yeah. will take over your life. When someone comes to me and says, "Hey, I'm thinking about doing a podcast," I say, "Man, that's exciting. You're going to love it." But I definitely issue that warning immediately after I say that. I say, just be prepared. It's like, talk to your spouse. Mm. You know, just, it, you need to have that conversation because it will eat you up. Yeah. That's my 1B. But but my 1A is kind of the opposite of, or maybe an extension of the thing I love about it, which is, is that I don't have enough time for the ideas that I'm already working on. You certainly don't have ideas for, or, t- or time for all the uh, other ideas because it, it's, it's, it feels infinite. Right, you have an infinite number of ideas and projects and invitations from other people to do these things, and ninety percent of them sound like great ideas, and you want to say yes to all of them, but you can't, yeah, because of how much time it takes, and and so that that's the I think that is the thing that I like the least about it, yeah, is just how much is I I can't act on all the ideas that I come up with, yeah, yeah. not enough time in the day, yeah, which actually is is kind of your answer too, because I think if or part of your answer, which is if we could all be full time podcasters. I think you would still have an, uh, more ideas than you could act on, but you would get to act on a much bigger percentage well, of them. Well, yeah, your margin, you know, yeah. would be way different because if you're, right. if the hours that we spend podcasting were done as a full time job, then you could see your family tonight. You know, you right. wouldn't. I mean, I'm sure right. there would be other things that would, you know, but that's different. But you know, at least right. the majority of your day would be spent when you're the most creative, when you're the most effective. Right. You know, not trying to squeeze in like you know, time for the editing or whatever. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. That's true. Hey, fellas. Um, joining us here uh, a little bit later, but we're still glad to have him, 
is Keith Gallo from Pop Up Filmcast. What's hey. up, bro? Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So, Thank you. so I'll just give a brief explanation. I mean, we're all staying in a house together. Sometimes you got to take a little nap. Sometimes. Yeah. So, so Keith um, had a snooze, and now he's going to join us for the rest of our questions. You you call it nap? I call it meditation. Uh, you know. Yeah, tomato, tomato. <laughs> right. I left the astral plane. And, uh, wow. Okay. Well, maybe we'll do that on a separate episode. I'd love to hear all about that. So, Keith, you came in on a good question. This is from Derek Graziano. His question was, your most and least favorite thing about podcasting? Hmm. Uh, my most favorite thing about podcasting is doing a show with um, a very long-time friend who I don't get to see on a regular basis. Yeah. It's just, just car- uh, it's carved out scheduled time with somebody that you really exactly like yeah. spending time with. Um, uh, that and just having a creative outlet for things. Yeah, would be my two favorite. Uh, least favorite thing about podcasting, uh, just you know, kind of uh, wanting your show to be bigger and better than it is, and having to kind of realize that okay, this is your fun thing that you're doing with a friend. It's not going to be some yeah. earth shattering viral thing. All the time. Not every podcast is going to do that. God, that's a great answer. I, w- I would agree with that. I just bring uh, everybody down. I'm sorry. No, I mean, I, I, I don't relate to it, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I would, I would add that to my short list of things that, I, that, are, that are my least favorite. Great. Well, um, next question from Derek is what other hobbies do you have? Phil? Uh, I've, I've got them all. I like to write, I like to act, I like to do music, I like to, um, I don't like to read. I like to do everything but read. <laughs> Keith, what about you? Uh, I like to, uh, I, I like to read comic books, uh, like Legos, I watch a lot of movies, stuff like that. Uh, I'd do more sports if my body wanted to let me, but I'm uh-huh. old and falling apart. <laughs> Why did I laugh at that? I don't know. It's really <laughs> sad. <laughs> yeah, You're a real bastard. Okay. <laughs> Dang it. We got that bowler's physique. <laughs> yeah. Adam, what other hobbies do you have? Um, honestly, I'm trying to find my way back to hobbies. Um, yeah. I've been basically working nonstop this whole year. so um, oh, And maybe even longer than that. I mean, your, your busy streak goes back quite a ways. Yes. Yes. And so I'm trying to find um, more hobbies to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... When I have the time, I, I love cooking, I love music, and I play music, reading, and yeah. sundry events. I used to play ice hockey up until two or three years ago, uh, which I really and I played for a long time, and I really enjoyed that. I don't know if I'll get back to it or not, but I think all the other things I have are kind of have come around to the creative side. So, you know, started we've mentioned this on the show. I started taking improv classes a few months ago, which I've really really enjoyed it's it, kind of like podcasting i got into podcasting or let me say it this way uh, getting into podcasting and getting into improv felt very very similar to me it was a thing that as soon as you started it you loved it right away and you wanted to be successful and good at it same thing with improv and, I, and i've been a fan of of the science and, and art behind comedy for a really long time but as soon as i started doing it I wanted to be good at it right away. And the, of course, the sad news is you can't be good at something like that right away. You really can't be good at anything right away. But I, I loved it right away. There's also a community attached to it, just like the podcast community. The, the community of, um, of improvisers is, is actually really, in, in terms of, compared to a lot of other parts of the comedy community, it's a really supportive, encouraging, really nice community of people. And 
And so I've really enjoyed that. Other than that, I mean, you know, I've got family and other stuff, so I don't have time for too much more. But if I was going to add something, I'd probably add other podcasting or improv-related stuff anyways. Yeah. I don't need to add anything else, I think. Maybe anything tangential to that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Our next uh, few questions come from Kate Walenga from Ignorance Was Bliss. Thank you, Kate. The first question is, what's the closest you've come to getting arrested? I feel like I want to come to Adam on this one first. (laughs) I don't know what made you think that. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it was really close. Um, I was in San Francisco. I was quite inebriated. Uh-uh. <laughs> I know. That's I know. So alcohol had something to do with your misbehavior. Yeah, it was weird. And it was it was a totally foolish endeavor. Like, the guy was like, listen, bro, we, we can drink. And I was like, listen, I'm from Miami, bro. I'll drink under the table. Oh, no. So the next thing I know that, like, I'm going outside. I remember, like, not being able to stand up well. Like, I was, I was walking, but I was going back and forth. And I was on this little alley. So, like, I wasn't anywhere, but, like, I was just going back and forth. And I just, I couldn't find my balance and so i'm i'm trying to stand up i can't do it very well what i remember is being thrown into like an uber and then being walked to my hotel room what i heard later was that me being like that the police came and they were like to my buddy who i threw my phone to said hey if you don't get him off the street i'm taking both him and you to jail wow and i was like man yeah, and this was about 10 years ago. Most no, of the trouble... No avocado toast. And zero <laughs> avocado toast. Yeah. Most of the trouble I've been in was when I was much younger and involved a car. I've never been much of a drinker, but I've done some incredibly stupid things behind the wheel of a car. So, uh, you know, I've tried to race people and done other things. But the one that comes to mind was I had, a, I had an 87 El Camino, and it, was, it wasn't super late, but it was late, 11, midnight, whatever. And we drove over to the park, just killing time, because that's what you did back then. You did nothing in particular to do. And they, it was, they had these wooden pylons coming out of the ground that kind of separated the trail going through the park to the park itself. And they had some sort of festival or something. And so they had the pylons removed because they were using a big open area for parking. Well, I just drove out there into the middle. I was just <laughs> driving around in the grass in the middle of the park. <laughs> and the cops stopped by and wanted an explanation. <laughs> I answered I was looking for a parking space. <laughs> <laughs> A risky move. Yeah, so, so that I was clearly, obviously, I was doing something wrong, and then I followed up with a smart ass remark, and that didn't help. I didn't get arrested, but I think I got really close. <laughs> <laughs> That's just one of probably a dozen examples of stupid stuff I've done in my yeah, car. And you don't have the excuse of alcohol, so right. So I, I've done many things in my car that probably should have landed me in jail. You just naturally make bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas you we need been help. The, <laughs> yeah. You could have been the Gravity Bear listener of the week, but huh? no. No. Nope. Uh, nope. Adam, can you drive me back to the airport? <laughs> 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 you might end up in the field. Keith, have you almost been arrested? Uh, I think probably the close I ever did was also a uh, auto-related thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually on my birthday one year. We were driving along. Or I was driving. I was trying to go meet my brother to go see a movie. And somebody, the the car in front of me, there was construction, so it was narrowing down to like one lane. I was trying to get over, and the car in front of me kept doing like the speed up slope thing, and they almost ran me into the pylons. And I had a a, I had a habit of road rage at that point in time. Nice. And I kind of I laid on the horn and yelled at at the person in front of me. Well, they immediately like put on some like. <laughs> They had the. They didn't have the lights on top. They had them in there, in the grill. Uh, in the grill. I'm still not 100 percent sure if this guy was completely a cop or not. But he pulled me over immediately. Came over yelling at me, 
uh, threatened to take me down to, uh, you know, to to get me uh, and take me down to the, the precinct. To the Paradise City. I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that also. Um, but that I was in Paradise City at the time, so mm. taking me to Paradise City precinct probably would have made sense. Right. Um, but he was in, and I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, you just almost ran me off the road. And he's like, yeah, but what if I was an old lady with her kids or something? I'm like, I don't care. You still almost ran me off the road. Yeah, then you should be off the road, old lady with so kids. He went Why back. is an old lady have kids anyway? <laughs> yeah, she's babysitting. Uh-huh. Um, so she walks back to, he walks back to the car, to like his, his car to get in there. I guess he's, is he going to give me a ticket? What's he, I mean, he didn't ask to see my license or anything yet. So I got out of the car and walked and like was like, uh, hello. <laughs> and walked over. I'm like, uh, he, I, just a very stressful time. I'm like, you, um, you literally almost ran me off the road there. I kind of freaked out because you almost got me a crash. I'm like, it's my birthday. I'm on my way to the movie. He, we calmed down. He let me go on my way. He told me not to have road rage anymore. Probably wasn't the last time I did, but that was probably the closest because he, I mean, he threatened to take me, you know, down uh, to Paradise City. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that would be about the closest. There are a couple times that. Probably uh, that I have been pulled over. Uh, I did get pulled over once. I was drunk. My friend was drunker because he was kind of throwing up out the car oh, with dear. like the door yeah. open a little bit while we were still driving, and he was kind of out of it. Telltale sign. Mm-hmm. And I luckily I I was I managed to make it look like I was sober, and I was like, oh well, that I'm I haven't been drinking. I'm driving because he's he's nice. Drinking, so. You didn't run out of the car and yell bees. No, 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 no. I've done but, that a few times. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, but that, that would be about the closest, though. <laughs> I had a friend beat a DUI cop. He was very, very drunk and should not have been driving. We told him don't drive, and he did anyway. So he gets pulled over, of course. And like the guy, like the the police officer had DUI on his uniform. Like mm. this was the guy that was taking you to jail, and he's like, "Well, I'm done." And so the guy was like, all right, say the alphabet backwards. And the classic thing is you say, like, I can't do that and I'm sober, right? Right. But he did. He's like, I said the alphabet backwards and just, like, stared him down, basically. And the cop <laughs> let him go. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like, what? All right, Phil, coming to you. Uh, when I was 18, I packed up everything and moved to Canada on a sure. complete whim. Oh, I like Canada, man. It's really cool. Let's see how you feel at the end of the story. <laughs> Did Canada arrest you? And uh, the all of Canada got together. Were you trying to get away from a six-year-old Ukrainian girl? I right. was trying to find one. Uh, <laughs> and so I get there, and customs is like, "What? What? What is your business here?" It was Quebec. And I was like, "No, je ne comprends pas le français. Je suis américain." And so I was just trying to make small talk as I do. I talked about all the film schools and stuff that exist in Canada, and they were like, well, you don't have a student visa. You can't come in here. You can't go to college here. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) I'm just here on vacation. They were like, too late. You already said spite. And so... (laughs) (laughs) Classic Seinfeld (laughs) reference. (laughs) So then they escorted me to the terminal on horseback and (laughs) put me on a plane and sent me back. And in midair, the flight attendant comes over, and I'm in the window seat after all this and she's like when we land the police will be looking for you so go to them and speak to them when we land so go out the back so they can't <laughs> find you so here's your parachute yeah. the lady next <laughs> to me was like what did you do and i was like nothing and then we land i get out and there's a whole swarm of cops there 
And I kind of got out and I stopped and waited to see if anything was going to happen. <laughs> Surprise! I realized, <laughs> Happy birthday! Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ken, I really know how to treat those deportees. Wow. Right? And then I went right back. <laughs> and then I realized they were, they needed me to go find them because they didn't know what I looked like. Wow. So I once I realized that, I just went, doo, 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 and just left <laughs> and uh, went oh, home. Foiled again. <laughs> nice. So I was in Canada for about 45 minutes. There's a lot of unhappy moose after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dang it. All right, last question from Kate. Did you walk to school or bring your lunch? Both? You did both, Phil? Is that? Am I allowed to? No. Okay, then I walked to school. <laughs> I guess. Keith? Uh, my dad worked at, uh, especially for high school, he worked at the high school that I was at, so I rode with him every morning, and then uh, I did bring my lunch, though, because he used to, we used to bring leftovers, he'd microwave them in his teacher's lounge, and bring them nice. off to me. Okay. Walk. Did you bring your school, your lunch to school? Nope. Really? Never? You never brought your lunch to school, ever? One day. All you have to do is pick one day. <sighs> not, if you went to it once, since, it counts. Not since fifth grade. Hmm. Huh, so you okay. were lying. Yeah, I knew <laughs> it's it. It's an or question. It's <laughs> very weird. No, it just says, did you do either? I mean, for either and or whatever. All right. So uh, I never walked to school. I definitely brought my lunch occasionally. <clears throat> I don't remember how often. I didn't walk to school, but I did ride my bike. And in grade school, I got chased by the same pack of dogs on the way home. <laughs> Everything it was like it was like Sandlot. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Go a there was way. <laughs> there was one time I did walk to school uh, in the snow uphill both ways. Oh, okay, on glass. It. That's ridiculous with no shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was the last time ever that I did that. Well, you only do that once, right? Mm-hmm. So, all right. Next question from Drew Mick from Headline Heroes: mm-hmm. Can any of you truly cook an omelet? Because I sure can't, and always end up pissed and with scrambled eggs. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I can. I make a mean omelet. Same. I make a happy omelet. You need a non-stick pan and you need more patience than you have, Drew. Quit trying to flip it too early. <laughs> That's exactly right. A lower flame, let it cook a little slower. Mm-hmm. Okay. So all of you have successfully cooked omelets. Yeah. As er- yeah. As, as recently as this morning. Huh. How go. do you think I got my wife? Come on. <laughs> you wowed her with your, your omelet cooking skills? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never cooked an omelet myself, so I don't know if I could do it or not. From the way you were cooking those eggs this morning, I could tell why. That's a shot. I, that sounds like a shot. So I'm going to take that. Yeah. Uh, Sam Culper from Breakers. His question was, have you ever been in a Turkish prison? I'm not allowed to answer. Okay. Uh, um, Phil? Uh, I like movies about gladiators. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Keith, I think you've told us on another episode that you've been in a Turkish prison, so we no, already was, have the answer. Mexican. Oh, Mexican. I'm sorry. Okay, so not, not a Turkish prison. I've not been in a Turkish prison. I've always wanted to. They sound amazing, but I haven't. So I'm Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Of course. Nice. Maybe including myself. We said grown man. Another shot. Boom. Another shot. I'm making See, up for the nap. You, yeah. you threw three up. softballs in the air and only one person <laughs> took a swing. I hit all three. <laughs> you did. Next question is from Chris Braden, who just launched a new podcast called I Like to Like Things. His question is, what's your favorite dinosaur? Adam. T-Rex. Wow. So Phil. you don't know a lot of dinosaurs. <laughs> the Pachycephalosaurus. Oh, good answer. Okay. Like a Packers fan? Yeah, the Green Bay Pachycephalosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> World cheese had those. Uh, you know what? As of late, I'm probably going to lean more towards the uh, the Megalodon. Mm. Oh, good answer. I, I, I like that uh, I read the book The Meg, and I watched a terrible movie mm. about it, and my kids seem to be obsessed with it. So, Megalodon. It's not so as pedestrian as. Uh, what What is the... Um, T-Rex. 
What's the one? What's the one that's kind of like a woolly mammoth? The or, was it the wolf, the wolly mammoth? Was they around and, the same time as dinosaurs? Well, that's a mammal, yeah, not a lizard, which is what dinosaur is. So I mean, a dinosaur is a bird, but right. well, ooh, yeah, true, yes. I think there's news about to come out that dinosaurs actually look nothing like what we thought they looked like. So I'm going to reserve my answer until they reveal what dinosaurs actually look like. So I would like to. My favorite dinosaur is woolly mammoth. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part about this was that like I got shit on for liking a dinosaur. <laughs> what? Yeah. What do you mean? Real Both nerd of them crew. Made a, like crack at me for liking a <laughs> By the way, why did none of us say Barney? Because um, nobody likes Barney. That's correct. Oh, true. Yeah. 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 Okay. Next question is from Drew Hallam. He's got two podcasts. Uh, wow. Chill out, Good Drew. for you, Drew. Uh, <laughs> they're called Crit Stormcast. That's a D&D uh, podcast. Yes. And the Real Feels podcast, which is a movie podcast. Drew's question was, favorite and least favorite salad topping? Meat. Bacon. Yeah. Wait, hang on a second. No. It, That's our favorite. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Favorites first. Favorite is meat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. meat. Steak or, steak or bacon, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I can. I guess I'll go with bacon. Also, I mean, bacon's always a good answer, right? I mean, everybody mm-hmm. loves bacon. Steak or bacon? I'll go with bacon. What, oh, what kind of salad is it? Doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. This yeah. is rapid fire. Rapid fire, okay. baby. Uh, least favorite salad topping? Rice. Oranges. Rapid fire, baby. <laughs> uh, what was yours, Keith? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> At first, I said lettuce, but um, <laughs> salad topping. No, uh, oh. any type of fruit, unless yeah. it's a fruit salad, is a bad salad topping. One hundred percent agree mm. with that. Fruit, okay. So yours is also fruit. Yeah, I hate oranges on the no salad. mandarin oranges. Well, no well, strawberries. Yeah, mandarin orange. Yeah, yeah. No. oh man. Unless I'm having fruit salad, then it's awesome. Love a good mandarin orange. Uh, blue cheese. That's interesting. Fair. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Good uh, ju- a dressing or just the crumbly cheese? Either. Any blue cheese of any mm. kind. D- despite the fact that I had a salad for lunch today, I actually don't like salad. I don't like it. I f- oh, I don't either. Yeah, it's. I, 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 yeah, right. So, my least favorite salad topping is everything in the bowl. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't it, pick whatever's on top. That's yeah. my least favorite. My yeah. favorite salad. They used to have one at TGI Fridays. Was a fried chicken salad. I think mm-hmm. it was, it was and good. it came with a warm bacon dress, like warm honey bacon dressing. That made it completely not healthy at all. Nice. The combination of words makes me feel weird. (laughs) 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 All right. Next question is from uh, Chris DeVos from Podcast 42, also a member of the PodFix Network. If you were told you had to move to another country to live, where would you pick? England is not an option. Now, I will clarify, that doesn't mean all all of Great Britain or UK. He just means England. So any other choice but England. Mm. Uh, Ireland. Okay. Um, do you, do you have, wait, do you have a quick answer for that? Or like reason? Yeah. What, what's the reason why Why Ireland? Seems neat. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so Ireland is tied for me, but it's Italy. Italy I thought Ireland. you would say Italy. I thought yeah. you might. Keith, what about you? Um, If you were told you had to move, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Ireland. Nigeria? Okay. Um, I'd have free room and board there. My my father-in-law living there. Nice. Um, It's warmer than it is here. I mean, I might be a little stand out there, but that's okay. What do you mean by that? <laughs> uh, Carefully. Uh, very uh, American. Very much an American. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks. Thanks I mean, for it would be my second time there. But that's Thank you for clarifying. Uh, my answer is uh, there, there's a number of places. They're all probably kind of tied. I like uh, Costa Rica or the Dominican Republic, uh, maybe Brazil or Argentina. Mm. 
one of those places. Or Spain. Mm-hmm. Spain's dope. Spain's, Spain's, dope. Spain's not a bad option either. Yeah. Do the Galapagos Islands count? Sure, yes. sure. Right. Yeah, that could be a second option. Okay, and our last question is from our friend Phil Rude from Brokebot Mountain and the Blazing Caribou Studios. Who would win in a fight between the San Diego Chicken and the Philly Fanatic? Mm-hmm. Philly Fanatic. This is a real alien versus predator situation. Whoever <laughs> wins, we lose. That's right. It's, an aw- it's a war of attrition. Mm-hmm. So you're going with the Philly Fanatic? Sure. Keith? They um, threw snowballs at I Santa mean, Claus. <laughs> I mean, he's a fanatic with a PH, so really, like, he doesn't have any morals about him. He's going to do whatever he has to do uh, to win. San Diego Chicken is just, he's a classic, and he's probably he's probably got some rules that he won't break in mm-hmm. order to uh, to beat somebody. So I'm going to have to say the Fanatic as well. They'll cheat to do it. Yeah. Yeah, typical Philly guy. Right. I mean, the question is really, if you strip away the costumes, it's who would win in a fight between a guy from San Diego right. and a guy from Philadelphia? <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> and San Diego's not winning that fight. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I'm just picturing now the, the Fanatic without, like, a Phillies uniform. It's just, like, the naked Fanatic and then a naked chicken, like, fighting each other. <laughs> I, I mean, to me, yeah. Whether they're an actual chicken or I don't know what a fanatic is in the form of a mascot, but anything from Philly is going to beat anything from San Diego. Well, that was a group of really good questions. That was yeah. fun. Thank you. I everybody. know, man. I can't believe I answered all of those. Yeah. So now we're going to go back, and Keith is going to answer all the questions that he missed. No, we're not going to number do that. one. <laughs> Wooly mammoth. <laughs> all right. Well, that, that wraps Wooly up mammoth. That wraps up our AMA episode, our mailbag. Uh, this was actually Keith's idea. So, um, Keith, thank you for another terrific idea. This was really fun. It was fun to answer the questions. And it was, I think it was a really fun, unique way for listeners to get to know us a little bit better. Agreed. All right. Uh, I'm going to wrap up with some credits. Come join us on our Facebook group. That's where these questions were asked and answered. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. That's where we have very serious conversations about the dumbest things ever. You can call us on the hotline if you like, if you've got any questions that you forgot to post. That's at 321-465-2180. If you enjoyed the show, please tell other humans about it. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. Our theme song is Walking the Dog. This catchy tune is Above and Beyond. Both are by Silent Partner. can be found on the YouTube audio library. For uh, my special guests, Keith and Phil, once again, and for my co-host, Adam. Signing off from the Gravity Beard Real World House in Austin, Texas. You've been listening to Gravity Beard. Put your ears and want to be listening to. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, Bye everybody. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. shows like it at oddfixnetwork.com. Well, my name is Skittles and I'm here to say... <laughs> I hate M&M's. Get away. <laughs>